For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. It's election season, and it comes at a time of uncertainty on so many levels in this state and all across this country. And that means things are going to be done differently. We start with the school elections, which are now upon us. Voting on school board elections and school budgets were supposed to take place last month. To keep everyone safe during the coronavirus pandemic, Governor Cuomo issued an executive order delaying the school voting until this month, and all the voting will be conducted by mail this year. Primary elections for members of Congress and for the State Assembly and Senate, as well as the Democratic presidential primary election, will take place on June 23rd in New York State. And once again, to keep people safe, the governor signed an executive order allowing New Yorkers to vote by mail. But there are other options. To sort all of this out and to help you understand your options during the upcoming elections, I have our chief of staff, Ryan Delgado, on the phone with me. Ryan's also our political director at the New York State AFL-CIO. Ryan, thanks for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure, Darcy. Thanks for having me. So this is a very different election season, and some of the vo- uh, first round of voting, as I mentioned, is taking place in our school budget voting. So let's start there. With the schools, um, it's all absentee, right? That's correct. And, you know, I do want to back up a second to your – I was listening to your intro, and it really is – there's going to be a lot of confusion this year over what people are voting for on what day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you go through how the elections unfolded this year, you know, June 23rd will cover the congressionals and state primaries, which was supposed to be the case. But it'll also have this presidential primary, which was originally going to take place in April. Mm-hmm. And then there were also several uh, state legislative special elections that were canceled. Um, so people might have heard about elections that aren't actually going to be on the ballot. And then there's going to be others that they didn't know about that are going to be on the ballot. So certainly we have a job to do to make sure that everyone knows uh, what's in front of them on their ballot this year. Uh, with the presidential election, in fact, the the uh, primary was actually postponed. It was actually canceled, excuse mm-hmm. me. And then they wound up uh, suing. There was a lawsuit and it was put back on the ballot for June 23rd. The Democratic primary is now back on. The primary, which Governor Cuomo canceled last week, will be held June 23rd as originally planned. Today, a federal judge in New York reversed the decision, saying canceling it infringes on the rights of Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang, even though they have both dropped So there's out a, of the a race. lot of confusion out there, and I hope we can try to clarify some of that today. No, that'll be the goal for sure. And I know, you know, to start with the schools, if you've never voted, and most of us haven't voted by absentee ballot in the past, all of a sudden you're getting this, uh, you know, from your school district in the mail. So most, and and if you vote in the school uh, elections, the school board and the school budget, you are going to do that by absentee this year. So people need to know that you're not going to be going to physical locations. Um, so people should actually have that already, right? That's there. That's correct. It's going to be 100 percent by mail mm-hmm. and individuals are going to be required to return the ballot by close of business on June 9th. Uh, June 9th is the actually considered the election day for that day. Um, and folks should return that by mail. Uh, school districts are all supposed to have sites um, where people can do a physical drop off. But again, the idea is to is physical distancing and mm-hmm. to, to conduct this by mail. So 
Um, people should be on the lookout for that. If they have not received the ballot, they should contact their local school district uh, to make sure that they're on the list. It'll be interesting to see what the numbers will look like as far as participation. I mean, I mean, what do you think? I think that's a great question. That's this whole process, both in the school districts and on the, the elections is uncharted territory. And we really don't know what the impact's going to be on turnout. I mean, I think you could make arguments either way in terms of what happens here. You know, the uniqueness of the process, could that depress turnout? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it's 100% by mail, does that increase turnout? We're really not going to know until, until we're through with these elections and can kind of analyze what happened here. So what about our primary elections here in New York State? Talk to me about the changes that have taken place and what people can expect, what their options are. Let's walk through that. I mean, you mentioned the, the Democratic presidential primary election on again, off again. People might even be surprised to see that back on again. That's right. In the, in the budget, when it was passed, they included language that allowed for it to be canceled if there was one uh, active candidate campaigning, which was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Board of Elections actually canceled it. They were forced to put it back on. Uh, and uh, that's what's going to happen on June 23rd. Um, in terms of the actual physical voting, uh, the governor had issued uh, multiple executive orders. One executive order allows everyone to vote by absentee. We've seen elections held where we have people on lines for a long period of time. It makes no sense to me to tell people you have to put your life at risk, uh, violate social distancing to come out to vote. So uh, we passed an executive order that said you can vote by absentee. Today, I'm asking the Board of Elections to send every New York voter a, a, a what's called a uh, uh, automatically receives a postage paid application for uh, by checking off. Uh, temporary illness or physical disability on their application. The second step he did, though, was say that every eligible voter will be mailed an application for an absentee ballot with a self-addressed stamped envelope. Um, So this is very unique and something that we haven't seen in New York State uh, in particular. We have a specific language in our Constitution that limits when absentee ballots can be used. Um, it's actually something that we've tr- advocated for to try to undo. Um, we have taken the first step. The legislature has passed uh, legislation to begin the process of changing that. Uh, it requires another passage in a, next year by the legislature, and then it would also go to the voters for a referendum uh, to basically create no excuse absentee ballots on a permanent basis. But because uh, we don't have that done yet, Governor Cuomo had to take the step of issuing an executive order to allow it in this case. So um, if you're not registered to vote, someone's not registered to vote, there still is time even to register to vote, right? Uh, For the primaries, that date has already passed. Okay. Uh, But there is time to register for the general election. Okay. Um, Right. So that one just passed like last month, a couple days ago, right? That's correct. Okay. So... um, what about early voting options? So there's other options, too. People don't have to wait for even the primary election, right? That's correct. And in addition to mail voting, uh, last year, New York implemented for the first time early voting, where basically every county is required to operate early uh, voting poll sites. Um, this year, the time period for those poll sites will be between June 13th and June 21st. Um, and in order to find out where those poll sites are, uh, 
people should check with their local, their county board of elections uh, to find out the locations and the hours for operation. I would also add that you should also check with your board of elections if you believe you should have received a primary ballot, uh, a primary application, I should say. You should also check with your county board of elections as well uh, to find out why you did not receive one. And if uh, so, you can apply uh, regardless. There's uh, forms posted on websites uh, you, and you can submit those by fax uh, and email in order to apply for that absentee ballot. We have set up a page on our website where you can find a link to your local board of elections uh, in order to get that contact information. And that's www.nysaflcio.org slash vote. Okay. And what about there's still the option to vote in person in addition to all this? People will still be able to go to the polls during the primary. That's correct. Polls will be open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. on June 23rd. Uh, again, I would encourage folks, though, to check their voter information card that they should have received, which has their poll sites on it, uh, and also to verify if they haven't received that, they should check with their boards uh, because poll sites might be different from previous years. Uh, so again, you really should educate yourself, make sure you know where you're going that day. Uh, we often talk about making your plan to vote. Uh, oftentimes that's just, where am I going to vote? What time? Mm -hmm. This year it's a little different. We have to make a choice. Are we going to vote by absentee? Are we going to vote early? Are we going to vote on primary day, June 23rd? It helps to plan all that ahead of time because we know life gets in the way sometimes and uh, planning helps uh, make sure that people express their right to vote. Yeah, there are there are so many options that I don't think people are aware of. And so what about the general election? Is there also early voting for the general election and the absentee voting? The absentee voting, the special rules that were enacted as part of those uh, executive orders do not apply yet to the general election. Um, so in order uh, for that, there would have to be subsequent act, action by the, uh, the governor. Right now, the, uh, the special rules... Uh, expire on June 23rd, primary day. Mm -hmm. uh, they were put in effect for elections on or before June 23rd. So we um, we we don't know how that's going to uh, shake out for the general election. Uh, we do know there will be early voting because that's actually in statute right now. Mm -hmm. um, there will certainly be an election day as well. So what kind of difference might all these new circumstances make? I mean, is this unprecedented where we are? It's certainly unprecedented in New York. Um, I can't think of any situation where we've um, basically gone to this mail-in voting for such a large part of the population. And what happens with that is we don't know if some of these elections will be decided the night of Election Day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the past, you, with very few exceptions, you know on election night who won an election. In this case, with so many ballots outstanding, uh, it's possible that uh, candidates won't concede or results won't be certified for a, a little bit of a longer period of time. Absentee ballots can be received, uh, have to be postmarked by June 22nd, but then they can must be accepted up until June 30th. So you have an extra week there uh, for ballots to pour in. And if the outstanding margin of paper ballots is, is larger than the margin of difference in a vote, then it could delay you know, how long these uh, races take to get called. Um, I should also mention when we talk about some of these dates, it's important also to know that if you're going to either postmark or email or fax your absentee ballot application, 
you have to do by, do so by June 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, you can apply in person up until June 22nd, uh, but you if you're going to do it remotely, you have to apply by the 16th. Um, and then, as I mentioned, ballots that are postmarked by the 22nd uh, are accepted, mm-hmm. or you can deliver it in person to a board of elections on the 23rd. Okay, so you could physically walk in, and while you're not voting Correct. there, you've got your absentee ballot to submit. It's a, it's a lot to keep straight. It really is. Um, and so it's completely different even for these candidates. Campaigns are having to, you know, just to do things differently as well. And we're doing things differently on our end as far as getting out the vote. Can you talk a little bit about um, how things have changed for us to educate uh, union members um, on who we're seeing as the best candidates and just getting them to make sure that people are actually exercising the right to vote? So much of what we're doing has gone from the face-to-face to the remote. Um, you know, if there's one more WebEx or Zoom call or, you know, there's so many different options now for, for that type of thing. I think campaigns are using, using those more often, and we're certainly going to be relying more on non-contact activities, you know, mail, phones, social media, text messages, all the different ways that we can stay in touch without, uh, you know, violating physical distancing rules. Um, you know, these aren't new techniques for us, but it's a refocusing of our efforts this year. So let's talk a little bit about our process at the New York State AFL-CIO, the process of endorsements. Sometimes I think it's confusing for people that we aren't actually the ones to endorse in the presidential election, but we do have a role in that process. Can you explain how that works? Sure. So for the AFL-CIO at each level, um, there's different jurisdictions on who controls endorsement processes. So for the national AFL-CIO, they have the presidential election. That's where they have the power to make an endorsement. Um, and they just did that last week, announcing the endorsement of Joe Biden. On behalf of the 12.5 million members and 55 unions of the AFL-CIO, we are proud to endorse Joe Biden for president of the United States. We know Joe. Uh, we Joe now, uh, through through the National Take Act, Taking Action, have endorsed Joe Biden. And we will do everything we can to elect him as the next president. At the state FLCIO, our focus is on congressional elections, U.S. Senate elections, uh, statewide candidates like governor, controller, attorney general, and state of Senate and assembly. That's where we make the endorsements. And then we have area labor federations and central labor councils, and they uh handle elections for local offices, uh, you know, other than what we have mentioned already. And I should also mention, you know, the, the area labor federations and central labor councils, you know, they they are our hands, our eyes, our ears. They do a lot of the work on the local level, uh, making sure folks get out to vote. And and we couldn't do what we do uh, at the state AFL-CIO without their uh, hard work. And there's a whole vetting process involving them, too, with bringing in candidates and and questioning them about issues important to working people. That's right. We have a a very small de-democratic process when it comes to endorsements. And it starts right at the local level with folks who live and work in each of these districts. And the Allison CLCs are critical uh, in that process. They meet with candidates. They make recommendations. Uh, In addition, we're constantly speaking with our affiliate unions who have members in every district. And at the end of the day, we're a function of our local unions. Uh, our process requires that we get a two-thirds vote in order to make an endorsement. 
So, you know, when there's a convention, that means we have a thousand delegates in a room that make an endorsement. Mm -hmm. Uh, When there's not a convention, then our executive council serves as our statewide political action committee and and they they make the endorsement. But at the end of the day, at each step in the process, at every level, union members, uh, union representatives are meeting, conferring. Uh, and we can only go forward when we have that consensus and that strong uh, unified voice. So finally, can you um, what can we say to members who might be listening? How can uh, they help to make sure that people are um, getting out to vote in these elections? Sure. I think first and foremost, vote yourself. If you're a union member, make mm-hmm. sure that you exercise your right to vote. Uh, secondly, I would talk to your friends and your family uh, and make sure they're voting and talk about the issues that are important, you know, uh, and then finally, you know, it's getting involved with your union, with your local labor federations and helping out at a virtual phone bank or text bank this year, or sharing materials on social media. You know, we have a very powerful tool in that we have members all across the state in every community. Uh, and if we focus on doing those three, three things, voting, getting our fan, friends and family to vote, and talking to fellow union members to make sure they get out to vote, we win elections. That's the way it is. And as long as we're talking about the issues that are important to working people, um, we have a, a powerful message and we can make a real difference in elections, which makes a real difference in what happens uh, in our government. Okay, great. Well, Ryan Delgado, the Chief of Staff of the New York State AFL-CIO, thank you for sorting all of this out for us. There's certainly a lot of dates and different things for people uh, to remember. But as you pointed out, they can get that on our website. So we'll make sure we direct people there. But thank you again for your time, Ryan. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks, Darcy. Joining me now on the line is our Digital Director, Kevin Eitzman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. So um, there's so many dates for people to uh, remember. Um, Ryan was kind of rattling them off, but unless you had a pen and paper in front of you, I'm sure it gets confusing. And this is a whole different way to do things, different options for people to vote this year. So you've put something together to kind of sort this out for everybody on our website? Yep, it's on nysaflcio.org slash vote. We have the calendar um, of absentee voting, uh, early voting and uh, day, you know, the day of voting uh, up there. And we'll also be having um, information on how you can volunteer to help. Uh, like Ryan said, we're going to have virtual phone banks uh, happening around the, the state. And for the first time ever, we're going to have you uh, be able to do those virtual phone banks from your home hmm. uh, where you'll be able to log on to your computer. You'll have a, a list of union members that will pop up on your screen. And you'll be able to call them and, and have those conversations directly. Uh, so we're we're going to be having lots of ways for you to participate and help, uh, including, you know, getting out to vote yourself. That's great. And then also, importantly, we have on the website our endorsements. Um, there's far too many for us to just rattle off here uh, during this podcast. But you can uh, go ahead and click on uh, the different endorsements for the different races and see who the New York State AFL-CIO uh, is supporting so I think people be interested to find that on there as well. Um, and I see you also, Absolutely. you've got the link even to the Board of Elections. So if people still have questions or if they decide to, um, you know, to go ahead and vote in person, they can, and they're not sure where. So that really, there's a lot of information on there. I want to encourage people to go there. Great. And uh, yeah. I know you're very involved in this, Kevin. And um, so it's going to be a busy next few days leading up to this, the primary coming up this month. 
yeah, election time isn't just November anymore. It, it uh, everything's been pushed right up uh, to uh, you know May when we really start getting all the work done. That's right. So, yep. All right, sounds good. Well, good to talk to you, Kevin. Take care. Good to talk to you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary-treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.